Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Yancy, this was, this was a, a shockingly difficult episode to come up for a topic for because there aren't many Christmas games. Yeah, we knew we would should probably do a something Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. for the day that this debate would come out on, mm-hmm. which I think is the 21st. Yeah. Or yeah. a week later. I, th- I think our... YouTube, t- who cares? Right. I think our timing's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so obviously, we thought to ourselves, let's do a, a gaming topic related to Christmas in some way. But there's right. a surprisingly small number of games with that are like overtly Christmas-themed. There's a few set at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Rising 4 was set at Christmas. Mm. It's a really terrible game that uh, pisses all over the franchise. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins was set at Christmas, set entirely on Christmas Eve. Well, there you go. Uh, Very recently, Spider-Man Miles Morales also uh, uh, set during Christmas time. Around the holiday season, yes. Mm -hmm. And unusual for the fact that it came out around Christmas, I suppose. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Other than that, there's a few like um, small shitty Santa games where you play a Santa running across rooftops in a, like a bog standard platformer. Yeah, you know, like something gets hacked out by hacks. <laughs> well, I suppose. So, what is? I mean, Christmas is huge. Christmas James Bond two code name Robocod. I feel like <laughs> if we don't list everyone, some smartass on the uh, comments will. I, I, we're, we're to, you know, like, there's not that many of them. And if there are, they're not good enough to be remembered is, well, is no. the case. But and, but yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, in comparison, something like the film industry and every other mass media oh, has Jesus. slews of classic Christmas-themed films. Yes. Came out around Christmas. The, uh, this year alone on streaming networks, there will be 85 brand new Christmas themed or holiday themed movies 85 well well, that's just because streaming networks are mad but there's plenty of classic examples from history starting with it's a wonderful life miracle on 34th street uh die hard both famous flops uh die hard vindicated by history uh kind of the It's a Wonderful Life has a really interesting history behind its success, which is because it flopped, it was very cheap to get the uh, the replay rights for, for right for TV shows, and so they would replay it because it was just it was no one cared for it, and so almost by default it became a holiday classic because everyone saw it because it was on reruns. Mm. Uh, Die Hard. Kind of, oh, sorry. Go what, ahead. What measure is financial gain anyway? There's plenty of movies that made a lot of money that no one remembers. Nah, yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Like um, Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> I think a lot of people remember Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> you probably hadn't thought about it for a while until I just brought it up. Did you, listener? <laughs> uh, no, that's it. That's, that's the modern Star Wars films. They just... <laughs> 
file themselves neatly away in the back of your mind and you never have to think about them again. I think you're incredibly wrong, but that's okay. Also, Die Hard is not a Christmas film. It's set at Christmas. Uh, it is, but uh, it does not have enough of the setting or theme to constitute a Christmas film. I apologize completely. Uh, hopefully you can head over to the Escapist movie channels where I break down exactly why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Uh, should be out All by All right. Feeling but, a little challenged. Okay. Uh, so when we talk about... Christmas themed rather than just set at Christmas. I guess that discounts a lot of the previous examples of video games that were set at Christmas. Right, right. Like Dead Rising 4 is set at Christmas, but it doesn't hold any of the theming of the season. Well, it's about a zombie apocalypse. Right. You do you do rescue people from zombies. Oh, okay. That's kind of giving. And they give you, like, weapons in return. Oh, Ooh, so you, a... they give you the gift of a weapon, and you <gasps> give them the gift of not being dead. It's an exchange. There you go. Ooh, never mind. Dead Rising 4 counts. Uh... <laughs> That's great, but... There was, there was um, yeah, when I, like James Bond 2, codename Robocod, is set uh, at the North Pole, and it's Christmas-themed, and your main objective is to find all the presents for Santa. Oh, that's the fact hilarious. that you are a robot fish is sort of incidental to that, admittedly. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up. Is there a... There is a Nightmare Before Christmas game, Oogie's there Revenge. There is. There is. Like, if memory serves, that was, that was an interesting example because it was also a musical game. Oh, was it? The boss fights had, like, uh, a sung-through musical going through them. Oh, and man. if memory serves, there was a sort of like rhythm game element. That would make a ton of sense. It's an action-adventure hack-and-slash game for the PlayStation 2, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge. More games should try to be musical games as well as Christmas games. Well, you, know a- the, you know the boss fight in Conker's Bad Fur Day with the great Mighty Pooh? Stuff like that. <laughs> That's something when you were mentioning the Grinch as a game, I was like, oh, that would totally be a rhythm game to get the Grinch to like you. <laughs> well, that's, I guess the reason why video games don't lend themselves well to Christmas theming is because that example you posit would be would need to also have a failure state. Mm-hmm. So there'd, have, there'd be a scenario where you play really badly and the Grinch tells you to fuck off and goes back to bed. Right, and then you have to start the level over. That would be akin to dying. That's okay. But the point is the video games, as I say, require challenge and adversity. And all you mm. really want in a Christmas-themed piece of media is nice, cosy reinforcement of your lack of concerns in this lovely holiday season. <laughs> sure, but then, you know, why aren't there more games where you play as Santa? You know... I know it was kind of a throwaway example here, but a Santa-themed stealth game would be wonderful. So the sort of logical opposite of a Ubisoft sandbox, where instead you go around distributing icons across the map? (laughs) Exactly. One, but I'm... Two, exactly. You know, like you have to, you know, go from maybe procedurally generated houses... And you need to sneak into them and not be seen by the children or parents, leave the presents under the tree. Yes, but as I say, we need a failure state. So what happens if 
Santa gets caught, is he immediately shot as an intruder? Yeah. <laughs> by, a, by a burly wife-beater-wearing dad with a shotgun. If if he's in America, then 100%. What he, okay, here's what I'll say. Here's, here's the game I'm envisioning. Is right. there- I, I'm, I'm the executive at the video game uh, publisher. You've just gotten into the elevator with me. We've got 24 seconds till I reach my floor. Go. We have a 2D stealth platformer that's procedurally generated, um, very uh, akin to the, oh, the crap, the name of the video game uh, that's 2D stealth. You have 10 seconds left. Uh, and if you are seen by the parents, uh, the children, or the animals of the family, uh, your Christmas magic dissipates and you no longer get to deliver presents to oh, that house. Oh, this is my house. floor. Thanks. Thanks for telling me your interesting idea. The swindle. The swindle. That's what it was called. So imagine a Christmas themed the swindle. Uh, You know, you replace all of the uh, all of the hacking computers with places to leave presents and you replace all the robots with kids and uh, and family members. You have to get in and get out without being seen or your Christmas magic uh, disappears. And then you just have to live on the streets as a homeless bearded man and then uh if you you know like if you fail you know that happens sometimes but overall you're trying to build up christmas spirit uh and so you know if you fail that happens you fail you just don't build as much christmas spirit but then you know the next house you're trying to build up enough christmas spirit to uh make it snow on christmas you know what is my idea i think it should be like timer based i think uh the objective of the game is that there's one miserable orphan in the snow at the end of a very long row of houses okay and your the objective is to get to that miserable orphan in the snow and make his christmas before he freezes to death okay <laughs> but you have to go through the houses every house first well and every time you get into the house you have to sneak around the living room to place the presents and if you get caught all the kids run in and go, it's Santa, and it gets really and get really excited, and you're forced to like be in character and go ho ho ho, and uh, and drink all the sherry, right? And listen to their stupid problems for two hours, and then when you sure. finally tear yourself away, you've like lost a big chunk on your time meter, and that lessens the chances of being able to save little freezing Timmy the orphan. I like it. Uh, I how horrible, but I like it. <laughs> and that's a failure state that's sort of jolly in its own way, except for the orphan dying. <laughs> that's uh, that's not jolly. That's not jolly at all. That's that's very terrible. Because I keep running into the failure states, inevitably having some like kind of dark message to them. Okay. Like, yeah, uh, if you that. run out of time and can't go and can't supply all the houses with presents, then There'll be a lot of crying children. <laughs> yeah, that, that could, you know, that's a thing. Uh, Obviously, Santa does all the rich houses first. That's just, you know, that's just logical. Well, you they know, get the pick. They, they have the best, um, they have the largest roofs for landing the sleigh and reindeer. Really, he just does that so he can practice landing. It's, it's been a year since he's ridden the sleigh. Well, I guess, you know, hypothetically, you could do like Assassin's Creed Santa Claus. Where you like ride from rooftop to rooftop, trying to like fulfill all the activities on mm-hmm. the icons on the map. Yes, and bringing a little Christmas magic to all the little kiddies with various mini games and such. 
But why hasn't anyone made that? This is the real question. There is a huge market for Christmas media this time of year. Uh, I think part of it, now that I say it out loud, part of it has to do with a large chunk of Christmas media being consumed as a togetherness exercise. Right. And also, it feels weird doing it any other time of year. As I said, they can't really predict when games come out these days. There's delays, there's long Mm -hmm. development times. Right. So if you can't bring it out for Christmas, what are you supposed to do? Wait till next Christmas? You got to wait till next year. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to wait all the way till next year. Yeah. Uh, Executives, all they're hearing is we're not getting as much money as we'd like. You're not getting as much money as you would like, but the money you would make from those sales, especially if there was some sort of multiplayer element to it, would be gangbusters. I I wonder if there's the inherent risk of making something overtly Christmas-themed because it doesn't sell so well in the rest of the year. Everything else that does well, like in Christmas season, in video game sales, could be sold at any time. That's probably it. I mean, a lot of games that like delay release until like first quarter the following year just so they don't have to compete (laughs) with stuff like Call of Duty. I think that's really fair. I think, I think historically, if you look at Christmas movies, which there are a ton of, they are usually low budget movies because they are only sold one month out of the year. So. I think I think you're probably right there. What would be nice though would be like a like have you ever played like the Dread X collection? Yes, the um the collection of horror game from numerous indie developers that are bundled together into a big like sort of bridging game. Yes, and then so, put on Steam to bring exposure to smaller developers. So something like that where we have smaller, you know, indie Christmas games that could be sold as a bundle. That would be yeah, nice. but the difference is that horror is a universal theme. Christmas is it's there's a lot of like things you can explore in that space. Sure. There's not much to explore <laughs> within the Christmas theme. That's this is there's uh, giving, there's all sorts of giving to explore. <laughs> See, this is kind of my point in the video that video game the experience of playing a video game is an inherently selfish one. You're just yes. collect, collecting stuff for yourself, improving yes. yourself. You are the center of the universe. Why do you want to give a load of presents to a load of kitties who will never be in, show you a single ounce of gratitude, the little shits? <laughs> it's you, you're the one who wants to overcome the challenges, who wants to be the greatest warrior in the land. That's video gaming. You know, there there's something there, though. Like, there's something that other games have touched on. I'm thinking specifically of, like, Horizon Zero Dawn. Where, you know, it's a very singular story. Yes, Aloy, you as Aloy is like the focus of the story. But remember like the big battle at the end and all of the people whose side quests you finished came to help you at the battle to make it easier if you had already done their side quests. Right. So it's like there there is an element of that like you know, the reward of charity or whatever it is, the reward of altruism that that I think can make it into video game development. 
Well, it certainly is true that a lot of these, like uh, the setups for these sandbox games is you just doing favours for everyone you meet. <laughs> right. Which I suppose one could consider being the spirit of giving, but as I say, in a video game, the motivation is always very self-centred. We do these things because we're hoping for rewards in the mm-hmm. forms of inventory and experience points. It okay. just doesn't capture the spirit of Christmas. Here's here's my other pitch. To make a holiday-themed game that will still work within our, our guidelines of kind of being selfish and a dick about it. All right. Uh, uh, a, an elf-on-the-shelf game. Uh, for those who don't know, for those who aren't parents or don't have children old enough, the elf on the shelf is a mischievous little elf doll that moves every night and causes minor bits of chaos in the house. It will play pranks on people. It will. Uh, it's usually a morning routine for the children to find where the elf has uh, hidden himself and what the elf has done overnight. It's... Uh, it's, uh, for a parent, it's, uh, it's annoying, uh, to be honest with you, because that darn elf, he gets, uh, he gets it. What a charming tradition. Uh, but what if you got to play as the elf in a, uh, in a interactive sandbox-esque home environment where, like, you have to run around a kitchen and find stuff to mess up, find mischief to get into that will bring the children's happiness meter up, but you can't do too much mischief or else the parents' angriness meter will go too far and you'll get kicked out of the house. Right. So it, it it's just a stealth game. It's untitled goose game, but you put an elf on it. Why not? This is what I'm saying. Well, why I not? I guess the the point we've reached here is that there's no reason you couldn't just make literally any game and tortuously apply a Christmas theme to it. <laughs> but I guess what we're saying is that it just doesn't really appeal. Well, it's it's a... I think what we talked about earlier, it's a budgetary thing. Is Video yeah. games are very expensive to make and you want to be able to sell as much of them as possible. Well, quite. And, Everything needs to be broad and universal. Exactly. And as I said in the video, Christmas isn't necessarily a universal experience. It's not a universal experience. And even for those who celebrate it, after, you know, after December 25th, we're, we're done. You know, we you get... You get 25 days worth uh, of a sales window for your game, which is why so many Christmas movies are low budget. But that being said, it's something you can sell over and over and over forever and ever. Also, the predominant demographic of gamers these days is is usually 18 to 35s. Mm. And when I was 18 to 35, in my swinging bachelor days back in Australia... Not the old country, the middle country. <laughs> America's the new country, Britain was the mm. old country, Australia was the in-between. Mm. I didn't care much about Christmas just because I didn't do much at Christmas. Mm. Just another day, some years, no presents, no getting together with anyone, no big dinner. It was just a day off. Sure. And I think most people in the predominant demographic of video games are in that sort of cynical age. 
Well, it, it, I know it's something that you talk about a lot, which is that video games are in, you know, mo- majority of video games and video games uh, are inherently a, a, uh, isolationist, uh, uh, hobby. Like you yeah. are by yourself doing a thing by yourself in a video game. And so the, the very nature of video games is kind of against the spirit of the season, which is togetherness. Well, that's well, exactly that. That's my point. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, I've always said the closest equivalent to video games is uh, books. Mm-hmm. And like just sitting by yourself reading a book is sort of against the Christmas spirit, isn't it? And can it you is. think of any predominant Christmas themed books? Oh well, they're usually children's stories, but exactly. You know, you know, you're you're thinking of Charles Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol. I'm sure that was a novella. Eat shit. Uh, I'm thinking of "Twas the Night Before Christmas," the the famous poem yeah. that usually children's gets read poem. out loud at a group uh, in in a group. But on you don't Christmas. get very many Christmas themed adult books. No, and I'm no. going to say that's probably for the same reason. You don't get many mm. Christmas-themed video games. I like it. I, 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 I like this idea of just the nature of the medium being so opposed to the nature of the celebration that they are incompatible. It's funny, mm. isn't it, how video games are so frequently present as a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. and yet the medium itself is so contrary to the spirit of the season. <laughs> we do we need it like we need you know like those um those silly what are what's like those jackbox party games right like we need christmas yeah, those yeah. those those are the games that have the christmas spirit where everyone yes. gets together when they're slightly drunk and a little bit racist <laughs> and they play jackbox party games grandma you can't say that <laughs> conveniently with their phones like you do like you do but but like yeah the multiplayer experience is in the spirit of the season. The local multiplayer, sure. Mm. Online multiplayer, you might as well just be playing by yourself just Agreed. by listening to very racist podcasts the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who turned on Joe Rogan? Yeah. Uh, the, the Yes, the couch co-op experience. Yeah. That's the that that certainly is the spirit of togetherness. But mm. such games are less popular just because it's hard to organize a, a session of couch co-op with people's busy lives. It's true, but so but those are the ones that would sell extra hard when you do have a family gathering happening. I suppose what you want is if you have a console coming out around Christmas, is just to have a few like uh, uh, just have like the online store have a few baked in christmas month like local co-op games ready so they've all so they can all plug the system in and then have something to do with it on christmas day that's genius i'm sure if you like if you get a ps5 for christmas you can hunt around on the online store there'll be a couple of very cheaply made shitty things that are in bed with sony Mm -hmm. that you can do a bit that might possibly be christmas themed it's not, that, hard, it's not a real hardware gimmick with this this generation, is there? I mean, there's no, like, Kinect motion control thing. There's no, like, right. like the Wiimote thing. 
I mean, no, the, that's that's been abandoned completely. Like the gimmick is just the power. Yeah, now. it's just just newer games. I mean, I mean that's that's where the Wii massively prevailed was in that sort of Christmas phase when everyone was playing the Wii bowling in their uh, family front rooms. Oh man, that that was that was absolutely it. Is come and play this this funny bowling game, and everyone got to participate. Yes, and uh, Nintendo thought they could ride that gravy train forever. <laughs> and that's well, that's when they pissed it right up. Yep. Now everyone gets an iPad, and they just felt like they could neglect their long-term fans and their long-term fan franchises because everyone because they were making all this money with Wii Sports. They just need to do Wii Sports all the time and Wii Music and all that bollocks. They did. and then the, and then all the like you know the fad followers and Christmas audience just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thought oh shit uh mario galaxy you see fans we loved you all along (laughs) (laughs) though to be fair like everybody's mom bought a wii just so they could play wii bowling right like well yes but that audience doesn't stick with it is the point that audience moves on to the next fad like everybody's mom bought a ds to play the brain games game it was it, it's you have to do that every once in a while to get like the big influx of cash then you know rein it in with the fan base you need you need your viral hit yeah <laughs> oh mm-hmm. all right have we ruined enough christmases yet have we <laughs> with our grinchy very reasonable completely unmagical arguments well and i you know i I, I think I think you've hit the nail right on the head with with kind of the the disparate natures of the two things. And, you know, I can say this as like I am a complete basic bitch uh, loving the Christmas season, loving all of the schmaltz that comes with watching uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the remake. I think Dylan McDermott, it does a better job. Yeah, I only, really, uh, I only really recently came around to Christmas when I was doing like my... Uh... The family Christmas with my wife's family, oh, who do okay. who go in with all the decorations and the dinners and gifts and stuff. And I was I was mainly back into it because they gave me stuff. <laughs> That's how they sucker you. That's how they sucker you into the season. Then you start giving more than you more than you get, and you you get all mushy for it. I love it. I I love this time of year. Uh, there is a genuine joy in it for me, and so like I don't mean to be so cynical. I just think I just think you're correct. Uh, in that, you know, when I play a video game, I don't want, I don't want people like looking over my shoulder, you know, like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to share my controller. I just want to play a game. Well, I got curious, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia list for Christmas video games. Okay, I'm ready. And I question a lot of these. <laughs> I mean, we, Batman Arkham Origins is here. Dead Rising 4 is here. The Die Hard games are here. Oh, sure, sure. But then they seem to have included every game that even slightly mentions Christmas at some point. We've got um, Parasite Eve. What? We've got Sky Roads on here. Because I think that had a Christmas edition. Oh, God. We've got uh, Elite Beat Agents because it's got one Christmas-themed level. (laughs) Sure. Sure, that counts. That counts. We've got uh, Twisted Metal. What? Hitman Blood Money. Yeah, it's just every game with like one Christmas themed bit in it. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that doesn't count. Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> See, I think I know why they listed Duke Nukem 3D, because there was an expansion for Duke Nukem 3D set at Christmas called Nuclear oh. Winter. But that was by a third-party like indie developer, so I hardly think you should put Duke Nukem 3D on there. Sure. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I feel like – I do feel like there is some fun to have within the low-budget – market you know within the indie market as far as christmas games are concerned i think there's a lot of neat things that you could explore but i get it i get it you won't be able to sell it but i'm still curious and i'm going to search on steam for christmas games oh yeah like what's coming out here you search on steam i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to itch dot io because they're gonna have some weird christmas games Hmm. Well, Christmas uh, isn't a tag on Steam. Oh. Okay. Uh, seasonal? No. Holidays? No. Huh. <laughs> well, just searching for Christmas, we get the Saints Row 4 expansion, How the Saints Save Christmas. <laughs> what is this? We've got Cthulhu Saves Christmas, which came out December 23rd, 2019. Ooh. What is this? Click to activate YouTube. Uh, the most recent game on this list is something called The Santa Paradox. Ooh, okay. I like which, it. Which appears to be a first-person game. <laughs> the Santa Paradox is a short first-person adventure game featuring dialogue choices and light puzzle gameplay. Okay. So, Walking sim, by the sounds of it. Built for multiple ah. playthroughs. You can't see all the content on the first playthrough. There's multiple endings, depending on your performance. Presumably your performance at the moving forward, solving the light puzzles. Right. I have found a few games over on Itch. Uh, Ruru's Christmas Run. Help Ruru collect the baubles in this endless Christmas runner. Yeah, we can find Christmas games. It's just going to be like a standard gameplay style with a Christmas theme slapped onto it. Right. Let's, let's face it. Oh, absolutely. I I found Naughty Elves, a Christmas puzzle game. Okay. Mrs. <sighs> Santa's Gift Hunt. Ooh, an RPG maker game. <laughs> with 95% positive reviews of the 20 reviews it's had. Ooh. Oh, wait, there's a game that's a free download for Windows called A Christmas Gift. What is this game? Well, it's a Christmas gift, can't you read? Good- <laughs> I wish, like, it doesn't give any description of what the game is, by the way. Which hmm. seems like which seems like an oversight. What is, th- oh, well, I guess I have to download it now and play it. It's 12 megabytes. hold on i gotta play a little bit of a christmas gift because i want to know what it's all about all right (laughs) i'm going to play some a christmas gift live where you can't see you can't see it i'm sorry can you Um, show your screen on the zoom call oh you know what i think i can actually yeah hold on boy new dimensions of alienating the soundcloud listeners (laughs) i i hit x on it i couldn't stand it anymore uh right 
but that was it was very Christmassy. If, uh, if for those of you who could not see it, it's like a low poly game. Uh, there were presents all around. I was in a house uh, running around picking up presents. I couldn't figure out how to get them underneath the tree. But that was that was an adorable little thing. That was adorable. That was great. Well, I think we've established Christmas games are kind of a lost cause. You know what's fun, though? Oh, what's fun? Surprise Christmas modes in uh, existing games. Ooh. Did you ever play the original Rise of the Triad on Christmas Day? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Well, if you do that, the soundtrack would be God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Mm. And you and all the enemies would be wearing Santa hats. <laughs> and they uh, um i think that was it actually okay that's but it fun, was kind of cool yeah i think that's fun i mean i think there's been other games that have done something like that like some servers in team fortress classic would run holiday mode where where all the uh jibs turn into presents and uh, <laughs> when you capture the flag the voice says merry christmas uh i'm yeah i mean that's fun because it's a juxtaposition it's a juxtaposition against how we normally (laughs) understand the game Mm. that's how you evoke the christmas spirit in games you take what we what we are expecting to be a violent antisocial experience and then surprises and saying surprise we're all having fun today (laughs) it's like the it's like the football match in the world war one trenches on christmas day Mm. we're going to remember our humanity that way I suppose, like, I get. I guess that's really the way to do it: is to have a a game that's not Christmas themed, and just do something special for December that can be easily implemented and then taken away, so you can still sell it the yes. rest of the year. Hastily mm. taken away, <laughs> hastily given, hastily taken away, just like Christmas presents. There's a couple of games where, like, the ending changes if you play it on a certain day. Mm. although this is going to sound egotistical because the only example i can think of is one of my own games where if you finished seven days of skeptic on my birthday there'd be a little like comedy cutscene at the end for no particular reason except i thought it would be fun well yeah that's 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 really why you do anything you know as far as like christmas themed or halloween themed or however whatever themed right it's just to be fun yeah so you do like a like a hidden christmas ending if you finish the game on christmas Ooh. And then, like, like maybe one person would discover that. Like, one person who was so lonely that they're actually playing your game on Christmas Day because they're nothing better to do. <laughs> and then when they discover that moment and the game goes, hey, Merry Christmas, this one saddo who discovered this, mm-hmm. that one person feels better than they've ever felt in any prior Christmas. That is your it, gift to them. It's your gift to them. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That's really fun that's that's the answer like to all yeah. of these like that's like the why christmas aren't there more in games. That's <laughs> well that's the answer is. to why there aren't more christmas games right or mm. there or, or where you should put your christmas games is take your theme like 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 in uh in in miles morales right which takes place uh during the holiday season on christmas day give him a little santa hat to wear why isn't there a santa hat that he wears Hmm? Isn't isn't there? He's got every other bloody costume. He's, he doesn't. I don't believe he has a Santa hat. I think and I've unlocked all the costumes. Yes, he wears a scarf in one of them. Ooh, he that, does wear a scarf in one of them. Yes, that's, uh, that's getting there. But put a little Santa hat on him for Christmas, and then take it away after Christmas. 
So you can you gotta, only you play think with a, that. I think a skin-tight latex or spandex costume is going to be cold as balls out in the winter. Oh, not just like skin-tight outfit, uh, but swinging at very high speeds has yeah, to rip yeah. high up, all of your high body up above heat. the ground. Right. That's gotta. I, I want to say they reference that in the comics a lot. During you're gonna have to pull a lot of sci-fi technology out of their ass to explain that one. No, actually, the sub one millimeter layer of clothing they're wearing is actually very good at keeping the heat in. Uh, I think it's it's usually just attributed to his super strength, where he's slightly more resistant to the. See, elements. you can't keep falling back on that. That's just bad writing. Well. You can't have any kind of cliffhanger or intrigue if the audience knows we can just pull, oh, his spider powers did it uh, you're out of our ass. Yeah, but you can't have any sort of cliffhanger or intrigue anyway because Spider-Man sells too well. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> and what if you had like a like a intriguing uh, cliffhanger where he got locked in a meat freezer? And it's like, mm. oh no, how will he survive being locked in the meat freezer overnight without freezing to death? And at the end of it, you just open the door. It's like, I was fine. Costume, like spider powers fine. and all I'm that fine like i i'm i'm out in december in new york like i'm out in below freezing temperatures all the time this isn't a big deal for me that's yeah. not drama <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sorry oh excuse me oh i'm hiccuping uh, i'm sorry that that's not drama that's what we got though with spider-man uh and i suppose uh the bat outfit in recent years has been militarized enough where it probably has some uh, insulation in it well he can he's got a cloak doesn't he he's got a, yeah oh that's right and he's got the big cape that's yeah, probably he can, thick yeah he he can probably he, stay warm. Uh, he probably like uh his outfit lends itself better to sort of overemphasizing the musculature a bit we can add a bit of padding there Ooh, sure sure superman little... is superman so he doesn't care he doesn't he's care. invincible no drama mm-hmm. there either incidentally <laughs> unless you got a green rock then you got all the drama i'll tell you for for a while uh this fell out of favor in the household just just thinking of another talking point here which is um i would love santa in general to get a bit of a of a revamp i think okay. uh, you know it's been it's been tried several times throughout the years like kind of explaining uh the the magic of christmas through technology i think there should be a gritty reboot of santa i think i think uh, i had an idea a while back uh that of captain christmas which it which is kind of like santa 2.0 right, uh, i sa- kind of already want to kill myself well this is where i'm going with it it's like when the uh, there were captain birdseye adverts replaced jolly old bearded captain birdseye with a young swarthy adventurer version and everyone wanted to kill themselves then too. I don't. I don't know what Captain Birdseye is. What you know is the mascot of the Birdseye Frozen Food Corporation. Ah, forget it. I ha- I I know of that, but I've never actually thought about their mascot. I do apologize. I'm not sure if it was maybe it was just a British thing. Well, mm. I had TV adverts starring Captain Birdseye, <laughs> who was a jolly bearded nautical captain who like lured children onto his ship and fed them fish fingers already weird i believe that was just a british thing i don't remember any of that but but it's very similar yes captain christmas uh who who uh santa had to move to the moon by the way because he can't be in the north pole anymore uh because like there's satellites everywhere we'd see everything yeah yeah it's demystified so uh he's on the moon now which is why we don't uh we never went back to the moon because santa shoot him all away 
Uh, and he he delivers presents in a rocket ship uh, and uses technology to deliver presents instead of magic. Right. Um, uh, well, you know, you, you could get a portal gun to, like, portal into uh, people's houses. That could be fun. I feel it doesn't address the fundamental problem with the Santa Claus mythos in that um, why do everyone's parents have to buy the presents if Santa's the one bringing them? And why does why does Santa's workshop only make like really classical toys when all anyone wants for Christmas is Game Boys and consumer <laughs> electronics and shit like well, that? Well, parents buy some presents for their kids. Santa just adds a one or two extra. Right, he adds like the shitty ones that the kids like look at for one second and then throw aside because they want to play DS. Because they want an iPad, right? Right. <laughs> sort of, uh, they- a, a sort of maybe there's like a, um, a, some drama there. Ob- Santa becoming obsolete in a cynical age. He has to like re- has to retrain as an airline pilot. Exactly, I love that. Where he's just like, "Why won't anyone play with my wooden trains, Santa? We, they just want iPads." Santa, Jesus what? Christ! You need to stop trying to project your conservative mindset onto the world. <laughs> you like? But I pe- haven't. I know how to make dollies. Can I? Can I give him dollies? Can you make Furbies? <laughs> what? How are you with electronics, chipsets, oh, that sort of oh, thing? Oh, I'm no good with technology. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, Have you considered licensing your image? <laughs> I think that might be a nice little earner for you, Nicholas, mm. mate. This is exactly why Captain Christmas is needed. He needs to update Santa. Just what if what it. if we reinterpreted Santa as not someone who like directly brings gifts, but who sort of manages emotional thought waves into the minds of parents? Oh, like instead of stopping at every house delivering presents, he rides over dropping chemtrails that <laughs> that distributes the Christmas feeling into curmudgeonly mm. adults. He would have to. I mean, so, if and then he be... provides presents by proxy. I like that. I like that. So any present bought by a parent under the influence of Santa is still technically from Santa. I like exactly. that. You just have to sort of, you know, try to sidestep the whole robbing people of their own free will issue. Oh, no. So this would make sense, by the way. So he, he, uh, he does. He hypnotizes all of us uh, to buy presents and his sleigh ride around the world on Christmas Eve isn't actually about delivering presents it's about delivering the antidote <laughs> to if, to our mind control yeah and if he doesn't deliver it then society collapses society <laughs> turns into an ultra capitalist hell <laughs> exactly and so, so he all anyone to... wants to do is bye 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 <laughs> need presents need presents and then christmas eve he goes around and, you know, of course, we're also drugged up. It takes like a day or two to wear off. Yeah. But, uh, ooh, ooh, I like it. And, uh, I like can, it. You can help it wear off by scrumming yourself stupid and falling asleep in front of Jimmy Stewart movies. Well, ooh, maybe that's all part of the propaganda. Like any sort of like Christmas cookies that you buy, any yeah. sort of Christmas movie has subliminal messages. Yeah, they inserted in subliminal messages into a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. That's why everyone kicked up a stink when it wasn't going to be broadcast for once. That's right. Because we, we right. need a Charlie Brown Christmas to deactivate our Mancurian Candidate-style programming. Or to activate it, and now it's like it's become uh, like an addiction for us, where if we don't get it, we feel the withdrawal symptoms. 
uh, which is why everyone had a, such a big fuss about it. Ooh, ooh, I ooh, like ooh. this theory, Yats. I think we've figured out a way to revamp the Santa Claus mythos. And then one of the villains <laughs> seizes control of the uh, Mancurian candidate <gasps> programming and sets up his, assa- his own assassination ring. Uh, okay. So, then in, so instead of buying presents, some people are going out and trying to murder the French ambassador. I don't see this being a popular movie, but it's up I like to Captain, it. Up to Captain Christmas to stop the global <laughs> terrorism. He he has to stop the global terrorism by doing it old school and delivering presents for himself. That's how you get because we need the schmaltz yachts. We need the schmaltz, and so like they they I thought, hit the, I thought kill- the point was we were moving past the schmaltz. I thought we, this was gritty remake time. This is gritty remake time, but that's the that's the subversion of expectations, which oh. is like eventually he hits the kill switch on the on the uh, the hypno beam, right? But then Santa can't use the hypno beam either to get all the parents to buy presents. So now the kids won't have any presents. So Captain Christmas has to go old, a little old school, a little new school to deliver presents Christmas Eve. Well, everyone will fucking hate that ending. I'm telling you now. Yeah, I, think it will... I think you've misjudged the audience of the cynical, gritty reimagining of Santa. <laughs> uh, I know the audience for Christmas movies. This is going to go gangbusters. I could probably add seen... like a Christmas theme to Starstruck Vagabond, thinking about it. Because that's what you do. You deliver presents to planets. Give them a little hat and put a bow on those presents yeah, or put a bow on those packages. Yeah, just change the images on Christmas Day. That could be very easily done. <laughs> well, that perhaps could... we should wrap this up. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Uh, what you know, We were able to pull more out of this conversation than we were yes. about sandbox games, and so I think that's pretty darn good. With an unfortunate interlude where Jack tried to play a game. I do apologize for that. Um, hopefully that part got cut out. Uh We'll see what the video uh, was able to give us. Uh, If not, I I do apologize. Uh, But hey, thanks everyone for watching and or listening to this. Uh, If you just came to the podcast, this episode was all about whether or not there should be more or less or any Christmas video games. You can watch that Slightly Civil War episode over on escapistmagazine.com. And if you're some kind of bar humbug like Scrooge who can't afford the Escapist YouTube membership, you can also watch it on YouTube a week later. Absolutely. We appreciate any patronage. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter. My at is at Harlack. And I'm at Yahtzee Crozier. It should appear somewhere on this camera. That's right. Or follow Escapist Magazine at Escapist Magazine. Uh, Boy, that's easy to remember. What? Boy, that's easy to remember. Ooh, so easy to remember. And everyone will slightly see you later. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remembered our going out catchphrase. Sorry, I'm trying to to maintain balance. Oh, okay. I thought that was my job. No, I thought that was pretty good. Okay. Bye. Bye.